Listener Production. Our kitchen is always open. I'll have what she's having. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Hello, hello and welcome to the five million people who have listened to one episode of Matt and Alex or the one person who has listened to five million episodes. Either way... Oh, a bit of a cool celebration today, Matt. We got told we uh, cranked over the uh, five milli download mark for this here little uh, humble all-day breakfast podcast. Yeah, it means a lot. Thanks so much to everyone who you, uh, joins us each and every single morning. And we love hearing your uh, your feedback on our Instagram page at matt.n.alex. We'll be chatting to a few of you a little bit later on. As well, Alex Dyson, as diving into a couple of headlines that have been catching our eyes this week. Well, yes, I'm looking forward to that. I'm a little bit nervous, though, because I don't know too much about the complaint, uh, but there's I'm, I'm the uh, defendant in an upcoming lawsuit. Um, I'm a little bit scared, but I'm not sure if anyone else has been sued before, but I'm, I'm being taken to court and uh, well, going to find out what's going on a little bit later on. What a way to celebrate 5 million downloads, Matt. Getting sued. Litigation. Yeah, well, look, thankfully it is just the low court of Australia. We'll be stepping back into the courtroom for that. We're also going to be hearing about why uh, the people of Australia are apologising to their partners. It's back. It's back, baby. This should be a whole lot of fun. Let's get started. It's Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. There's two types of people in this world, Matt O'Kine. Oh, alrighty. <laughs> there are two types of people. Those who have common sense in a delicate palate and don't like wasting time and eat their peanut butter smooth and others who enjoy their <laughs> mouth hacked up as much as their <laughs> bread and eat crunchy peanut butter. You know, I've been going through a whole renaissance period with peanut butter at the moment and celery. I've been getting home with Sophia after a long day's daycare, pick her up, come home. I've been having a little bit of crunchy peanut butter with a light chilli oil infused oh, into it. You're just making your own like 10 seconds satay going on there. Yeah, yeah like, seriously. That's, <laughs> that's a good point. It's pretty good. <laughs> Celery satay. But is it crunchy or is it smooth? I used to be foolish like you, Alex Dyson. I used to think what? that smooth was the way to go, but oh, I'm definitely go. a crunchy man. I bet you also take your stick of butter out of the fridge and just try and roll it right onto the bread. Just digging for oil in these things. Just absolute mass a squid game massacre on the bread there. <laughs> the choice of peanut butter that you choose, I pro- I'm assuming depends on what your pet dog's preference is. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we can both agree. Whether you enjoy smooth or crunchy, both make a very poor... Zuma! <laughs> Come here, Zuma! Zuma? Yeah, have you not heard that? No. <laughs> I'm sure every school around Australia has the folk tale, the, um, the myth. We know where your head's at most of the time. <laughs> okay, so we don't know. We need well, to explain these things. There's a new use for peanut butter, Alex Dyson. <laughs> Can we use any of this, do you think? It, none of this is usable. Well, none of this is usable. That's what you say when <laughs> Elle brings home a crunchy peanut butter. <laughs> You're like, none of this is, 
None of this is good. Look, we're going to keep using it because some people prefer it a little bit uh, crunchy. Um, <laughs> a, a soldier, a Navy engineer, Jonathan Tweb, was arrested last Saturday in West Virginia because he's been smuggling information, i.e. on an SD card that was wrapped in plastic and placed in a uh, peanut butter sandwich. Uh-oh. That he's been giving it to his partner. So he's in the military. He's got there some sensitive documents and um, chucked it in the PB sandwich <laughs> to try and get it out. Wrapped it in plastic. I wonder just how they found it. Because that's a pretty good hiding spot. You know, replace that with Russia's finest on the way into a music festival. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they'd be checking the peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, people usually smuggle, you know, some of Russia's finest in the arm. Um, I've heard them smuggle it in, in the watermelon at the at the <laughs> yeah. cricket. Yeah, true. Empty the whole bottle out into let it soak into the watermelon overnight and then have the slices there. And then you've got a, uh, not only do you have a delicious, refreshing and somewhat hard snack, you've also got a Viking helmet at the end of it. <laughs> win, win, win. <laughs> Jonathan's in very much a lot of trouble. Um, he was using it. So what he'd do is he'd put it at a dead drop location in West Virginia. But just put and a sandwich somewhere. He also used a Band-Aid wrapper. Um, in a plastic bag to hide the SD cards. This person was very good at hiding these SD cards. You hope that he told his partner, because he was doing it for his wife, Diana Tweb, yep. uh, a teacher in Maryland, because she was arrested on the allegations as well, that she assisted him. But you'd hope that she knew what was going on before, you know, she didn't just think, oh, he's left me a sandwich, and then mm. she bites into it and goes, oh, crunchy peanut butter, this is disgusting. <laughs> and he's like, wait, are you smooth? No! <laughs> Got the SD card in there giving you a little bit of that texture. Flossing out secret dossier <laughs> files for uh, the next yeah. while to well, the come. PP, the um, peanut butter sandwich, not a bad way to smuggle things. Have you ever um, have you tried to pull a Swifty on someone? I remember going to the movies years oh. ago and this is when like, I'm not going to say which name of the department store, but they had a, a lolly section, a serve your own lolly section, but they mm. also had the jelly bellies. Now- I don't know if they, they haven't really been front and centre for a while, but they were those little jelly beans and you could mix and match the flavours. Mm -hmm. But per kilo, we were talking a serious premium there compared to your regular, you know, bananas. Quite a heavy and your, lolly. And fake teeth. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And because they were so small, you know, you're getting so much flavour in one little bite. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the thing was you would fill up the bottom of the cup with your jelly bellies. Okay. Right, really weigh it, right, go right up to the top rim and then you just layer like icing on a cake, just a very light sort of one single layer of milk bottles, you know, and then you go, then you go through, show the cashier, um, they charge you at the, the cheap you price. They charge you at the milk bottle price. Just yeah. <laughs> That was the original everything is onions at the self-serve checkout, really. I can't believe you didn't get caught. No one would go with a full thing of milk bottles. You a child coming in just like, yeah, just this, thanks. Yeah, just take the Werther's original for me. Thanks, boss. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. smell a rat there. A whole mega jumbo cup of just <laughs> black jelly babies. Yeah, just the just, um, just Yeah, here. just the black cats, thanks. No, nah, that'll do me. <laughs> Absolutely joking. Uh, anyway, let us know. What have you smuggled? <laughs> Matt Dunant and Alex. That's it. Goodbye. All day breakfast. The people are real. The cases are real. Petty. This is Matt and Alex's Low Court of Australia.
Well, Alex Dyson. How did Dyson. this get here? Why, why are we in the courtroom now, it's Matt? It's a podcast first. Uh, this is the first time in our history of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, especially this low court segment where we deal with very petty matters that you present to us. You've been served, Alex Dyson. I've been served a notice of attendance to court. I've been subpoenaed. I need to appear because this segment usually, you know, I, and it's usually couples, particularly in lockdown. Some couples have been having some pretty petty arguments at home. But uh, we do have a, uh, a plaintiff here who's taking issue with myself. And can you believe it? I thought it was one of my best friends, someone who I helped get a job. <laughs> but Chris from Warnables joining us right now. Hello, Chris. G'day, how are you going? Oh, I'm awful, Chris. I, I don't want to be here in the courtroom in my best suit um, Just to- <laughs> trying to defend myself. <laughs> he had to plait his rat's tail extra nice today just to uh, just to get ready. He's wearing his dad's suit. Anyways, look, you tell us, how are you familiar with the defendant, Chris? So, yeah, back on the previous podcast, it was Alex's story that I mentioned in my job interview about the gap in Warnable that helped me actually get the job because it was quite a niche Warnable <laughs> reference. They wondered how I knew that and I said, oh, you know, I just did research from the town, the low-key, just listened to this podcast and happened to mention it and happened to have all the knowledge <laughs> prior to going in. So, so and, and, and from that interview, which you were successful in, yes. you're very, it's very sad to see as the judge of this matter um, that, well... Your relationship has turned sour. Why are you turning Alex Dyson to uh, court today? Um, well, I suppose the uh, Alex is going to be the proposed local member for Wannon. Is uh, is that right? Independent candidate for Wannon. Objection! Objection! It's the it's the member for Wannon. Thank you very much, Chris. The <laughs> member for Wannon. <laughs> well, it's interesting you say that because <laughs> there is. An issue, because like, I think um, you got into Matt O'Kine for um, mispronouncing the word. Was it uh, eerie? Eerie? Oh, Ori. I said Ori, and it's actually Ori. awry. Yeah. All right. So awry. when I heard when I heard that, it was enough for me. Like, okay, I need to take this matter further. <laughs> uh, now, well, because of how much I, I was getting stuck into O'Kine for Ori. <laughs> I I preference that I actually I really like Warnable. It's it's great. It's a, Good little part of the world. Um, the Western Victorian guys have definitely kept a, a well well kept secret. But there is one issue that can just undo all of this: is <laughs> Bournable's enunciation of the letter I. Ooh, specifically. So I asked you, Alex, the street that the Dirty Angels on. How do you say that street name? Mirai Street. Warnable. Okay, so I can I can live with that. They're spelling yep. M E double R I. How would you yep. say that, Matt? Well, I would probably say Mary Street. Yeah, I, I think Mary Street. That's okay. That's all right. I'm not, you know. Well, it's the Mirai uh, River, I think it's named afterwards. One of the two rivers which go into Warnable. Okay, alongside let's the keep Hopkins, going. which I believe Warnable means between two rivers in the local First Nations language. So, anyway. all right, so here we go. Here we so go. Uh, obviously, live that one, but the major issue. Uh, is actually to do with the street name that the Gap's on, Alex. Uh-oh. How do you say it? The street name that the Gap's on, I reckon that would be, it's also the Warnable Performing Arts Centre, now Lighthouse Theatre. I would reckon that would be Time or Street Warnable. And how do you spell it? T-I-M-O-R. Now, come on, how do you, how do you normally <laughs> say it? That's one of the oddities that I've moved out. Everyone <laughs> says it like that. It's enough. It's 
disturbing me. <laughs> I can't listen to commercial radio anymore. Wait, what would you call it? Timor Street? It's Timor. I mean, that's it's Timor. That's how you spell Timor, the actual country. That's how you say Timor. What? what of course East it's Timor. Timor. <laughs> Why would it be Timor? Yeah, it's usually you bring up the Mare River. Like, you know, do you not notice the sea the northwest of Darwin, the Timor Sea? The Timor Sea, the Timor Sea. Uh, yeah, I guess I've never really thought about it. Well, this is the other thing coming out of Warrnambool. You go, oh, could you pass me a nibble pie? And people are like, what? I, that was the other thing. You mean yeah, a party yes. pie? Like, what, what yeah. a nibble pie? A nibble pie. <laughs> is that literally a Warrnambool thing? Yeah, yeah if, you're a, thing. if you're getting a, a little pie from the canteen, it's a nibble pie. <laughs> what, only in Warrnambool? No, I've never heard this anywhere else in Australia. No, yeah. it's Australia's best kept secret. Um, well, you know, Timor. Of course it's Timor, T-I-M. I'd even go with Timor before I went to Timor. That's, well, that's why Timor. I brought it to the low court of Australia. <laughs> I need the entire town to realise that they're all wrong. So you're saying if I run again for, for the thing, I, I should try and get everyone to pronounce it Timor Street. Oh, man, no, you've already got, you've no already sorry, had I mean Timor Street, Timor Street. You can't I even correct yourself. I just naturally say it Timor because that's, that's what it is. Um, all right, well, because I haven't heard this before, I need to mount a defence argument for myself here, Matt, um, but I'm struggling because I was my first instinct is to say, well, what about, um, Timon and Pumbaa from The Lion King, but no, it's Timon and Pumbaa, so that doesn't help my argument. Um, um, it's certainly not, you know, Timomatic, is it? <laughs> Timomatic, yeah, Timo, exactly. Timomatic. Okay, <laughs> but so... what about the huge song, Time After Time? It's Time After Time, not Tim After Tim. Mate, if you don't know the, what an E does, then... Running through too many Tim Tams. <laughs> yeah, they're not Time Tams, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Look, order, order in the court. Well, Judge Badokine, what, what, how are you going to sort out this issue? And whether Chris, now he's in Warnable, given he's just moved there, needs to adjust to the Warnable way of saying time more, or whether Warnable needs to adjust to the world way of saying Timor. <laughs> That's actually Okay, because I have a link to the defendant in this instance, being Alex Dyson, who I've worked with, great friends with, and currently host his podcast with. Godfather of your child. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't approve of that, but sure. <laughs> well, who is the godfather of Sophia? Self, self-appointed. <laughs> Who's the godfather of Sophia, Matt? I got, I got the, I got the WhatsApp, the Brizzy WhatsApp crew. They can uh, dreadful <laughs> godparents, dreadful. Um, so, uh, and you know, because you know, we're only just getting acquainted, Chris. I can't be fair in judging this. Okay, I think that they would have you know, struck me off the board here if this is real court. So I've called in a juror uh, who's been listening and over-listening over all of the No evidence. friendship um, with Alex Bron, at all. Bron, our producer. <laughs> Bron, uh, I believe that you are our sole juror. Um, how do you see the uh, defendant? I agree that it is pronounced wrong. It should mm. be, it's not yes. time more. Well, can we get another juror on here? Ian Dyson, <laughs> Ralph just sent me the other day. He was was meant to go to jury duty in Warrnambool. So he could be a good juror if we need another one. <laughs> All right, let's hear it from the juror. How, How do you find? You find? <laughs> <laughs> I find Chris guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Guilty of non-assimilation, Chris. This is Please. outrageous. <laughs> Please, it's, okay, it's, that's I've it. I've been having... Fights with every local that I've talked to about this, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, 
That's the that's the best thing to do yeah. when you move to town for a new job, mate. Just start fights with everyone. Like verbal, You're gonna be verbal stouches. <laughs> like the IMOR is somehow time, and now I'm wrong, and I have to adjust. <laughs> if they wanted it to be time, or it would have been a Y. That's all. Or an e. Whatever. There's no E. <laughs> All right, here we go. Thank you so much uh, for joining us at the uh, at the Low Court of Australia, Chris. Um, we hope you're enjoying Warnable. It sounds like you are having a good time, and congrats on the job again. And hopefully, hopefully, this is the last time we see you in court. Thanks very much, buddy. You get out of here. Get back to work. Thanks, guys. Oops. Well, Matt, it has been a little while, but we thought it was pertinent to bring back uh, a tradition here at All Day Breakfast, and that is the National Partner Apology Hotline. Because, I mean, you stop doing it for a few weeks, and these apologies, they just start mounting up and up. And so (laughs) um, I think it is only fair that we get a few things off our chest, alongside us, the rest of Australia as well, because um, communication is key, isn't it? And being able to put your hand up, said, I've been wrong, it's something that is very appreciated in a relationship. And I think uh, by doing this, uh, once again, uh, Australia can heal. You're absolutely right, Alex Dyson, and I'm assuming that you're going to be the first person to put your hands up and say those exact words and offer an apology to your partner, L, a.k.a. Woods, is the goods. Uh, what well, have you done this week, mate? <laughs> well, you may have heard um, her on the podcast recently. I interrupted a phone call and said, oh, do you want to come and tell your story? So that's that's first cab off the rank. But um, it was later that night. I mean, I had two doozies in one day where <laughs> we are at the point in the week, in the shopping week, <laughs> where, where um, uh, you're sort of starting to get a bit lower in the fridge when it comes to items. Now, Woods is someone who's like, oh, let's go and get something else. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We could we could work with this. All right. We could work with what's here, you know. And you, I get a couple of the main ingredients and um, you know, type them into Google, get up some recipes. And I, um, I thought, well, maybe it's bit a bit of ready of a, steady cook about you, hey? Bit of the very of the ready Everett. steady. Very Pete's from me this week. Um, and so I found myself Googling uh, the onion and mushroom soup. I found one, four stars, it was rated. And Mm. um, once I read what was akin to the Frodo of getting rid of the one ring of uh, this particular chef's life, um, I got down to the (laughs) ingredients and method and um, perfect. A bit of thyme, a couple of bay leaves, all right, olive oil, salt. We're ready to go here. And Mm. so... um, I'm licking my lips just thinking about it. We had quite a few mushrooms for some reason. A lot of the brown onions, in they go. But unfortunately, I wasn't one to realise that onion and mushroom soup, basically as soon as I'd finished it, I was like, ooh, that really (laughs) hits the stomach. (laughs) Oh, no. I I got that immediately. (laughs) And and (laughs) wake up the next day and it was... (laughs) I was like, yeah, I was about to go to sleep. And she's like, no, into the bathroom at 1am. She was up until 
up until about 1.30 just no. dealing with Daiso's <laughs> five-star restaurant there. And that was, I needed some bit more roughage in that, in that one to try and help us out. So from now on, I'm going to the shops and just trying to get some reinforcements when it comes to uh, the end of the fridge week. So I'll put my hand up there. Apologies to Woods. <laughs> Digestive system for <laughs> hitting oh, it hard. With- it's, all, it's all the rage at the moment, these cleansers. Oh, goodness me. Well, look, we did put the oh. call out to you on our Instagram page at matt.n.alex. Uh, what have you got to apologise to your partner for this week? Or maybe it's not your partner. Maybe it's your, your housemate, parent, mm. um, work colleague, whatever it is. Uh, we asked you for your apologies around the nation. And here's what you had to say. Hey guys, Bill here. I'd like to apologize to my wife who was on the show last week. I've been on the show a couple of times and I sort of unintentionally rubbed it in her face a little bit. And when she was on the show, I didn't recognize that it was her. So she didn't get the recognition from me that she deserved. I recognized the name, Elise, and recognized that she was an hour west of Brisbane. And I thought, oh, that could be Elise, but it's not because it's not her voice. Uh, So I'd like to apologize for not recognizing her voice. Sorry, Elise. Hey guys, Steve from Melbourne here. I just want to apologise to my partner, Bron, for, uh, I guess, making her watch Jeopardy every night. It's a show I'm very fond of, and it, it t- tends to come on around dinner time when we're sitting down watching TV, and I don't think she maybe enjoys it as much as I do, but it's, uh, it's a non-negotiable from me, so it's always on tally. Uh, yeah, I just want to apologise for that. Uh, what is a breakup? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this is Angus from Launceston. I'd just like to formally apologise to my partner Nadine for an incident that occurred a few weeks back. Uh, I returned from a big night out and proceeded to complete a victory lap of chunders throughout the house, claiming the kitchen and bathroom sinks, the downstairs toilet, the living room floor and the spare bed all as my victims. I then proceeded to pass out on the couch before cleaning any of it up and awoke in the morning to my partner scrubbing the floor. So I'd just like to say sorry. Sorry I'm such a gross human and thanks for loving me. (laughs) Angus, 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 you have got some payback to do, my friend. You have got some serious apologies to be said. Oh, for Angus, it's not a dog house, it's a dog home. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, hey... Hearing that, I think I recognised a couple of names in that. Steve and Bron. Hang on a second. Producer Bron, (laughs) what's going on here? Bit of trouble in paradise down here. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how I figured that out? It's because apart from the names, right, I thought, oh, geez, it's interesting that there would be two similar names. And then then he talked about Jeopardy and... You told me the fact about Shaggy being a Gulf War vet and someone on our Instagram said, did you see this on Jeopardy? And Bron said, yes, I did. So I put two and two together. (laughs) It's not bad, but he does make me watch it literally every night. I am a bit over it at the moment. (laughs) Well, Bron, what do you think of the new hosts, Jeopardy hosts? Are you a fan? No, we're, we're stuck on SBS, so we're still up to Alex Trebek days. So I haven't seen the new guy yet. 
Fair enough. Well, look, uh, you can maybe fill us in with another mind-blowing fact tomorrow. And I hope you're not replacing Steve with a new guy as well in a, in a similar vein. <laughs> Love <laughs> to see. This keeps up. <laughs> um, thank you, Steve. Thanks, Steve. And uh, thank you, Bron. And thank you for submitting your apologies for this week. All day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, we've been talking about banned schoolyard games uh, this week on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. And uh, the messages just keep coming in about what you weren't allowed <laughs> to get up to in your school days. God, schools love banning stuff, didn't they? <laughs> as soon as they, they love it. As soon as they whiff fun, <laughs> as soon as the slightest craze <laughs> takes off. They are just on top of it like a cat's paw on a mouse's tail. Yeah, I remember um, Zappos, the lolly got banned from our school, too much wrappers on the ground and oh, the littering, <laughs> those little individually wrapped things. They're like, oh, too many of them. Should we get kids to put them in the bin? No, banned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even, even year 12, Matt, at the end of school, I'm an 18-year-old man by this yeah. stage. Okay. Going to sing a little funny song at the end of the school year, you know, some light ribbing of the teachers, right? We want to listen to it first just to make sure that there's nothing untoward in the song. And it's like, oh, you know me, good old Alex Dice, it won't be, won't be any problems. Um, and luckily there wasn't because I don't really swear in my life or <laughs> say too mean of things. So anyway, we got that one through. So that was good. Oh, that one, you don't even get through the keeper. What was the song? Well, actually, no, they bet, you know, the song was called End of Year Report and I gave the teachers a little bit of a report. Go on. Um, oh, I should have. Here we go. Well, <laughs> I, know you, I know that you- I'm broadcasting I know live from home not. at the moment. <laughs> and um, I'm in Woods' is The Goods studio here. So why don't, why don't we bring out the old Mellotron and- um, Oh, my God. Oh, except getting... you got to play this with my voice. I mean- Oh, no, it's not plugged in. Hang on. So that's the chords, but it was like, okay. um, Mr. Atac, you, t- uh, you were good, but alas, instead of referring to a class, you'd refer to a class because he had a funny accent, um, <laughs> British. Um, Mr. Kit, your jokes were good and your humor far reaching. Well, we say it's good, but that's when compared to your teaching. Some people would say that Mrs. Owens is much better. That is, of course, until they've actually met her. Mr. Franzoni, you teach with skill and flair, but unfortunately, you have got more students than hair. Um, anyway, I just absolutely flamed them uh, because there's something they did ban. Something they did ban, and that was... I hope they didn't ban fire extinguishers because they would have <laughs> needed them after that absolute roasting. Something they did ban was we were coming up with a T-shirt, what, the slogan you have at the end of the year, uh. and I came up with at least we tried, which I thought was quite a funny, you know, <laughs> self-depreciating, um, self-depreciating one. But they banned it because it was too self-depreciating and they wanted everyone to, you know, have felt that they've done a good job. And we graduated in 06... And so instead of going year 12, at least we tried, uh, which I thought would have been funny walking around with that on your shirt at the end of year 12. Anyway, (laughs) they changed it to year 12, Waterville College. We put in 200% every time. 
and the two hundred percent was made to the percentage thing was made to look like a six. So it was like two thousand and six, but we put in two hundred percent every time. Ah, the last line of the song, end of year report by Alex Dyson. It finishes with, "So to everyone here, thanks a bunch, and I'll." Stop wasting your time and let you get out to lunch. Whether that lunch be a sandwiches or a salad dressed with lime, it doesn't really matter to us because we score 200% every time. What a good as t-shirt logo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I take it back. That's so a pretty then, good burn at the I, end there. I dropped the mic and walked off stage. <laughs> Well, look, you're not the only person who had a few things banned at their school. Ben got in touch with us and at Van Wrighton said, back in my primary school, we had Beyblades banned. Oh, come on. They are, but that sounds... What? Are they dangerous? Because they were dangerous? They're small, spinny plastic things. Oh, those things, yeah. No, you rip them like, "Mm." Yeah, okay. He said we'd take the metal bin lids and flip them upside down for the arena. Now, Um, that's a reality TV show I would watch. Byron Bay's, forget these bloody Instagram models, get some hardcore lads ripping the Beyblades down on Byron Beach. (laughs) Now that would be a a TV show. So he said it all, uh, the full tipping point was when someone brought in a full metal Beyblade that could cut up your hand. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Right. Um, Dylan at Dollar Dollar Dills uh, says Pokemon cards (laughs) got banned. Too much theft and too many tears. Yeah, they became their own currency. They were the original Bitcoin, honestly. Oh, they cards. really were. Oh, I they were the original I... NFT. Um, voice message. I traded up all the way from a uh, bloody Diglett all the way to a um, Snorlax or something. Oh, man, those are the days. Well, we, we, we got the Snorlax traded all the way up to a alpaca back in our day. <laughs> um, all right. And we'll hear a few messages as well. Carl here from Brisbane. My school was famous for banning the game Tiggy, otherwise known as Tag. They banned it. The very next day, we were on A Current Affair, and the day after, they corrected themselves and said that Brandy was, in fact, the game that was banned. (laughs) Tell you what, no school. Schools are as brave as you want until bloody Tracy Grimshaw steps up. Then watch them cower to the mainstream media. Tracy Grimshaw is the Achilles heel of school principals. (laughs) Tell you what, they can be as strong as you want. Bring in a Grimshaw, you've trumped them for sure. Nothing like running from a film crew from the car park into the principal's office like a wimp. (laughs) Um, Okay, up next. Hey guys, got a school game that got banned at our school. It was when we were in, I reckon, like year five or six, and the game was called Bloodsport, and I'm sure some other people (laughs) probably played a similar game. Uh, It's not as hardcore as it sounds. Basically, you'd put your knuckles on the ground, you'd be like sitting on the ground, and you'd have a coin, and so two players, and the person across from you would flick the coin along the ground into your knuckles. You're like, as if you were punching the ground, that's how your knuckles would be positioned. You get big cuts on the back of your knuckles and which was you know it was a pretty gross game anyway but then people as they do took it up a notch and started sharpening the coins so then they're flipping off the knuckles and it would just be hence the name blood sport there'd be bloody coins and blood shooting off everywhere so yeah teachers decided that one was uh, a (laughs) no-go yes your first issue you got to come up with 
coiny coiny flick game or something like that. <laughs> Sounds a little bit more innocent than blood sport. <laughs> um, all right, uh, at Brad Golding, send us one as well. Hey boys, I actually got more of a challenge that was banned from my school than a uh, game. Not sure if you recall the three liter milk challenge that was popular back in 2011, where you get three liters of milk, put some food coloring in it, and then try and scull it as quickly as possible. Pretty much the first one to vomit was the winner. Uh, anyway, 10 of us boys decided it'd be a good idea to do this challenge at recess behind the drama buildings. Uh, we gathered a fair bit of a crowd and a teacher walked around the corner to discover 10 boys just projectile vomiting rainbows everywhere. Um, he sent us to the principal's office thinking we were drinking alcohol on, on school grounds uh, where we had to explain ourselves that we were just drinking milk and that we wouldn't do it again. The principal actually made us get up at assembly and apologised to the entire school for letting everyone down. <laughs> That's the wor- that's even worse than the banning of things is yeah. having to apologise. Yeah, they didn't even need to ban it because it's like no one's going to do that. That is <laughs> quite idiotic. <laughs> yeah, keep doing it if you want, and, but oh. yeah, exactly having to apologise for it and the whole school just going like, honestly, you don't need to say sorry. <laughs> You're just an idiot. You've let yourself down. You've thrown yourself up. Oh, what an absolute disaster! To bring us to the end of another all-day breakfast with Matt and Alex. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. It's been lots and lots of fun. Make sure you get your mind blowns in. Uh, Matt O'Kind usually pretty good with it, but I'm yet to fully trust him to bring a uh, a a fact that isn't just inducing of a mild groan. So uh, send them through the voice messages to matt.and.alex and and, uh, we'll be here hanging out, having a good time once again tomorrow. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.